is the name of the Lord. Turn to somebody next to you and say, that's exactly what God wants to do to you tonight, is baptize you. Amen. You know what? I don't think some of us can really handle a Holy Ghost baptism. We'd have to get rid of some starchiness and pride for that to happen. We like denomination. We don't want Pentecost. Because Pentecost, they come staggering out like drunk people. Yeah. People made fun of them. They said, these men hit the bottom. Peter said, you're right, but not the one you're thinking of. I wonder what happened tonight if some of us could get that same kind of touch on us that came on that day of Pentecost. Oh, come on, somebody clap your hand. There's somebody here tonight knows what I'm talking about. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I might as well tell you right now, you better buckle your seatbelt, get out your life jacket. I feel like I might go off the reservation for a little while. Amen. For those of you that don't know it, if this singing annoyed you, we weren't doing it for you. We were doing it for him. We need to remember that. We don't come to church to please us. We come here to give him glory, to give him honor, to give him praise. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord and do that right now. Hallelujah. For just a few moments, turn with me to the book of 1 Timothy. I promise you I'm going to stay in the Bible. I'm not going to preach something that's not in the Bible. But I am going to preach what is in it. And if it rubs your fur the wrong way, then my suggestion is turn the cat around. Somebody said amen. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14. Paul writing to Timothy said, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. I want you to underscore that phrase. That thou mightest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. And then he clarifies, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. 
He was believed on in the world, and he was received up into glory. God was. And what was his name? Does anybody know? Say it again. That thou mightest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Amen. I want to talk to you for just a few moments tonight about the house of God. Say it with me. The house of God. You may be seated. Sometimes I just show my ignorance, I guess. But I get sick to my toenails of the modern church world. And I'm not here to slash or dash or I'm not here to backhand anybody. But I tell you what I'm sick of. I am sick of seeker-friendly churches. I want a God-seeking church. That's what I want. I don't want the emphasis to be on me or on you. I want the emphasis to be on Him. And evidently, this is not a new problem with our culture. Evidently, it was going on in the time of Paul and Timothy because he had to counsel Timothy that he would know how to behave himself when he came to the house of God. You know what? I'm afraid that some of us have forgotten how to act when we come to church. We made church about us. It's about just what he's doing here. Temperature. Got to be creature comfort. Got to have nice, comfortable pews. Can't have any splinters. Certainly can't have any boards sticking in our back. As a matter of fact, if somebody got your pew, some of you'd get mad and go home. You wouldn't even come in. Church is not about us. I don't know how we got this messed up. I don't know where we got the idea that this is supposed to cater to me. This is the church of the living God. This is his house tonight. This was dedicated to him when we built this. We didn't build this for our glory. We didn't build this so people would look at us and say, oh my, look at what you did. We did this so that somebody like you and I would have a place to come that we could lift our voices together and we could lift our hands together and we could magnify the only one that really deserves to be magnified and that's the God of heaven. Amen. And so we need to get reacquainted with how it is we ought to act in the house of God. Praise God. Now, folks, I'm going to get on some of you young people. I want to ask you young people, you football players. I'm just going to ask you a question tonight, you tennis players. Y'all ready? Some of you looking awful like deer in the headlights. If you worshipped or if you played football or tennis 
or basketball or baseball like you worship tonight, would you have made the team? And you parents, if you had gone to your job in the same atmosphere and attitude that you came here tonight, would you have gotten your job to begin with? I just want to ask you tonight, folks, I told you I was going off the reservation. Some of you might not want to come back next week, but I'm here to tell you, I want to get this thing back to a God church, not a man church, not a me church, not a we church, not an us church, but a him church. I want to be a God-seeking church. I want, when we enter these gates, we enter to give him praise. We enter to give him glory. We enter to magnify and exalt his mighty name. You said, Brother Hughes, I don't like being embarrassed like that. Well, you know what? I don't like embarrassing folks either. But I got a polyp on my vocal cords, and I'm still praising God louder than some of you, and you don't have one thing wrong with your vocal cords. And I'm not here to I'm not here to gripe at you. I'm just here to tell you you need to go back and remember where you are. You're in the house of the living God. And you need to remember what God expects out of us when we come to the house of God. He expects my heart to be open to Him. He expects my spirit to be open to Him. He doesn't want my mind. My mind is nothing to Him. He knows everything. He knows everything before you even can think of anything. He doesn't need my thought. What He needs is my heart. What He wants is my spirit. What He desires is my love. Love. That's what he wants tonight. And what I want to do is just give it to him. I want to give him everything I can. I want to give him every ounce of strength that I can. Because when I leave here, I want to know I have been to my father's house. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We have forgotten. My life wasn't changed by a program. My life was changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. My life was not changed by talent. And I, man, I appreciate what they did up here tonight. I, the worship was wonderful. The spirit, the singing. I, I, I'm not making light of that. I'm not denigrating that. But I wasn't changed by talent. I wasn't changed because somebody's voice lifted me up. I was changed because God's Spirit picked me up. I was changed because His Spirit not only picked me up, it cleaned me up. And it not only cleaned me up, it dressed me up. It put me in clothing that is approved of His righteous character. And He made me one of His. So my life tonight is not owed to talent. My life tonight is not owed to ability. It is not owed to some program. But my life is owed to Him, the living God, the one and the only, the God who came from heaven and robed Himself in a fleshly body and He manifested Himself in the flesh. And he justified himself in the spirit. And he was seen of angels. That is what changes people. Not a program and not talent. But the power of an almighty God. 
Let's lift our hands to him right now and praise him. Oh God, I want, I want you tonight. I don't care about myself. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care if I even annoy somebody right now, God. I'm not here to annoy them. But if worship annoys them, God, then they're not going to feel at home in your house. And they're not going to feel at home in your heaven. If worship annoys them tonight, God, then they're going to feel uncomfortable being around your table. Because your table is spread for those who worship and love and adore you. Hallelujah. 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 This is what the Lord told me a while ago. He said, if you will quit making church about you and start making church about me, then I will start making my power available to you. If you will stop making it about you and you will start making it about him, then he will start making it about you. That's pretty simple. God, there's only one thing I come in these doors to do, and that's pray and worship and magnify the Lord. I'm going to do it with all of my heart. I'm not here to annoy anybody. I'm not here to get on your nerve. But I am here to tell you that if this bothers you, you're not going to like heaven at all. Because the Bible said that in heaven, the sound was of, of many, many waters. The sound was a noise. It wasn't, it wasn't what I'm doing right now. It was a noise of many waters. And when he saw into that heavenly realm, he saw people bowing and casting their crown and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, he that was and is and is to come. That's what he saw in heaven. It wasn't what we see here. Nice, calm, sedate, 30 minutes of silence. I think it's going to be hard to have 30 minutes of silence because when you and I realize that we have been redeemed forever, we're never going to have another trial. We're never going to have another pain. We're never going to have another heartache. We're never going to have another disappointment. We're never going to feel lost again. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, somebody praise him with me right now. Somebody love him with me right now. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That I knew how to behave myself in the house of God. I've been wanting to preach on this for a long time because... I wanted to use it to tell us we need to tell our children how they need to act. But God said, you need to tell them not how their children need to act. You need to tell them how they need to act. Because if they'll start acting right in church, their children will start acting right in church. <clears throat> Amen. You know how I learned to worship? Watching other people worship. You know how I learned to pray? Watching other people pray. Listening to other people pray. I hadn't always been this loudmouth, obnoxious guy that I am tonight. I used to be so tired, shy and timid, I couldn't even look people in the eye and talk to them. I couldn't hold a decent conversation because I was so intimidated. But I listened and I watched and I saw that God blessed those who had their hands lifted. 
And you know what I said? I want to be blessed. <laughs> I want to be blessed. And as shy as I was, I learned how to get my hands up. I learned how to lift my voice. I learned how to praise him because he had been so good to me. And he saved me. He redeemed me. He forgave me. He loves me. Oh, he keeps loving me even when I stumble and fall. So if you think I'm going to quieten down, it's going to take more than that to quieten me down. Oh, I wish we really knew how to behave in the house of God. I, I, I said it a while ago, and I'm going to say it again. I don't think we really could handle the power of a Pentecostal blessing right now. Because some of us would die of heart attack. It would be so drastically different than what, how we're operating. So, Brother Hughes, does it take that to be saved? I don't know. But that's what happened in the early church. Amen. And you know what? I'd rather do it and not have to do it than get to heaven and find out I didn't, or, or, or not get to heaven and find out that's what it took to get there. And you know as well as I do that it does take the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It does take the infilling of His Spirit. You're not going to get out of this world without some supernatural power. You're not going to get out because you're so cute. You're not going to get out because you're so smart. So cunning and crafty. You're not going to get out of here because you married the right person or you got money. You're going to get out of here because your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Ah, yeah. He said, that's my child. They have been born of my spirit. They have been born from above. Amen. I want to know how to act when I come to the house of God. I want to know that this is his place. And when I make it about him, he will then make it about me. My burdens, he will carry. My heartache, he will heal. My troubles, he will give answers to. My future, he will give light to. So that I know where to go and what to do. Amen. God, help me tonight to make this church a God-friendly church. Oh, yes, a God-friendly church where God said, ooh, it's Sunday night. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I'm going down there on 528 because there's some radical-minded people that are not caught up in religion and they're not caught up in doing everything seeker-friendly. They're doing it God-friendly. Oh, that's where I'm going. I'm not saying being a seeker-friendly person is not a wise thing, but I want to be a God-seeker before I'm a friend-seeker. And when I become a God-seeker, God will help me win those friends that I hunger to win. Amen. Some of you are looking at your watch like you're wondering how long this is going to go on. God, help us to know how to act when we come into the house of that it's not a strange thing when we, oh, oh. It's like, oh, what's going on over there? Somebody starts talking in tongues. Somebody starts receiving the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, what's that? Like that old guy that in a wood cutting, hard working man all his life. And 
He had done it the old-fashioned way with an axe. He had chopped timber down, came in one day, and the guy said, Man, I want to help make your job easier. He said, They have a new, new machine out called a chainsaw. He said, it'll, it'll cut your work down in half. You'll get three times as much lumber cut in a day with this as you will with that axe. Man, that sounded like a good deal. So he swapped his axe for a chainsaw. He went out, and a few days later, he came back in. The guy said, how's it going? He said, man, you lied to me. He said, what do you mean? He said, I have worked that chainsaw every day. He said, I haven't cut down even as many as I did with that axe. He said, well, where's that chainsaw at? He said, let me check it out. Maybe something wrong. He reached over, and he grabbed that cord. And the guy said, man, what's that noise? What's that noise? Sometimes we're like that in church. The Holy Ghost starts falling. Ooh, ooh, what's that? What's that? What's that? Oh, it ought not be strange that people get drunk in the Spirit in a church service. It ought not be strange that somebody runs to an altar in the middle of a service and begins to cry out to God. It ought not be a strange thing when people start dancing in the Spirit. It ought to be the normal. It ought to be things that happen every time we gather in this sanctuary because it's His house. Come on, clap your hands to him right now. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. God, I want you. I'm hungry for God. I'm so sick of what I can do. I'm so sick of what you can do. It ain't getting the job done, folks. But when God moves, when God comes in, when these words become more than just words, they become our praise. The power falls. People feel conviction. People that don't even understand what the Holy Ghost is, they, they, they feel conviction. They, they, what, what, what is this? Why do I feel this way? Because the Spirit of God is moving. There's something real. There is a real God. He is alive. That's what, I, what Paul, or Paul said. He, this is the church of the living God. He's still alive, folks. He didn't die. Some folks are acting like he did. I read somewhere where Martin Luther, he had gotten so depressed over some things that were going on in, in, in his life and in the church that one day his wife came down all dressed in black. Came down to breakfast and he looked at her. He said, what in the world is wrong with you, woman? Why are you all dressed in black? She said, well, the way you've been acting, God was dead. I thought I'd get ready for the funeral. Folks, God's not dead. He's very much alive. Now, he may not be near some churches, but God is alive. And he still moves by his spirit. And he still redeems. And he still forgives. And he still saves. And he is very near those who hunger for him. He is very near those who say, God, you're the only thing that matters. I want, I want those words, but I just want them as a vehicle to get me to where you are. I just want those words to be a, a, a train that will carry me into your presence because that's where I want to be. I want to be in your presence. I want to be where you are because where you are, there are answers. And where you are, there's solutions. And where you are, there's healing. And where you are, there's redemption. That's where I want to be. I want to be in your presence. 
Come on, lift your hands and stand with me right now and let's praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I want to make church about you, Lord. Not about me. Not about what I want. Not about what I desire. But I want to make it about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Ah, God, help us tonight. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands one more time just because he's good. (laughs) God, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, somebody would just let their voice, let your voice out. Let your voice out. Let your praise out right now. Oh, your word. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I magnify.